Let's go, girl. Just tell me that I can and show you things that you couldn't believe. It's Women Talking Football, or WTF for short, of course, not ever to be confused with WFT. My name is Mallory Hartley. I'm the associate producer here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. And Dave Campbell's Texan Live, once again, it's been a hot minute since I've been in the host slash hostess's chair. But here again, you're trusting me to, to talk about stuff. So thanks for that. And over there. Making sure you can hear me, making sure you can see me. It's the executive producer. She is AP, Miss Ashley Pickle. What's going on? Man, I gotta trust someone around here to talk about stuff. <laughs> I can't. I, I can't be the only one always talking. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know if you should trust me. You know, we live together now, and sometimes I feel like you tell me this a lot. You're like, sometimes I just don't know what's going to come out of your mouth. No, and that's very that's, true. That that's, you, that's something that I take to heart. Before we before we get into talking about football, my one of my favorite things that just adds comic relief into my life about Mallory is <laughs> the fact that, like, 97% of the time she's she's locked in she's spot on she's professional she's ready to go like and I don't even mean like professional in like a business thing just like in normal life like she's just she's zoned in she's ready to go then there's 3% of the time <laughs> that it's just a wild card and honestly it comes at the most random times because we'll be like the other day we were getting out of the car and going and she just goes <sighs> and just lets this massive sigh go or sometimes she'll just yell a bad word every now and then and it's just so funny because I'm never expecting it but it is so loud and so powerful and then she just goes right back to doing what she was doing and you, you just it keeps you on your toes see that's why I'm surprised that you trust me sitting here because you just never know what's gonna come out of my mouth but Fair. anyways Happy Texas high school football season. We have games going on tonight. I know it's not football. Friday night, but we do have some games going on um, on Dave Campbell's Texan Live. 11. 11 games on we Texan have Live tonight. 11 tonight and 54 in total wow. for the weekend. That Huge rocks. slate. No, the Huge slate, too, is fantastic, and we'll get to that in just a second. But this is episode 46 of women talking football and we're going to dive straight into the Rio Grande Valley and South Texas regions towards the end of the show where we'll look at players to watch as well as the highest rated teams in each classification down there in South Texas. Um, but first we, do you have plans tomorrow night? Uh, shabam. Woo. Look at that tomorrow night. Starting at 7.30, straight on the dot. It's the premiere of our newest Friday night football show, Texas Football Tonight. We are so excited, and if we sound a little bit tired, it's because we have been working our butts off this entire week, really this entire month, couple of months, I guess I should say, since February, on making sure that everything is ready to go for tomorrow night and one of the the biggest things that we're going to highlight tomorrow night we've got six spotlight games 
that we're going to constantly be diving into throughout the two and a half hour premiere of Texas football tonight. Um, so yeah, let's get right into it. Let's look at, we're going to announce our six spotlight games that we're going to be looking and diving straight into, um, tomorrow night on Texas football tonight. So, well, eight of them, but two of them are happening tonight. And then six of them we're going to be diving into, um, a lot tomorrow night. So correct. Yeah. So starting off with the show, we'll have a, uh, recap coverage of these two games starting off hot. It is number two, Longview in 5A Division One, traveling down to the DFW to take on the 6A, number 22-ranked McKinney Lions coach John King, coach Marcus Shavers. On the broadcast, Greg Powers, our uh, director of recruiting, making his play-by-play debut, and Matt Stepp, our Texas high school football insider on color. This matchup is going to be really electric. The amount of recruits, Oh my this gosh, game, there's just prospects everywhere. Insane. I mean, you get to watch the dynamicness that is uh, Taylor Tatum from Longview. McKinney could literally roll out a scroll of the recruits mm-hmm. that they have. Powers and Step are through the roof excited. This one kicking off at 7 o'clock p.m. tonight, Thursday night game. Um, but we will have full coverage and post-game thoughts from Step and Powers to provide you tomorrow on Dave Campbell's Texas Football Tonight. In the same vein, another absolute banger happening on Dave Campbell's Texan Live tonight. It is the Denton Ryan Raiders taking on the 6A New Braunfels Unicorns. Go Corns, as they say. This one, if you remember, a very tasty rematch of last year's mm-hmm. week one Thursday night matchup. They're running it back. Um, New Braunfels shocked the state, taking down Denton Ryan, who was a state finalist the year before that. And uh, they've got the opportunity to do it again. I have, if I, I'm very excited for Longview McKinney. I am very interested in this game tonight because it's a really big powerhouse name brand Mm -hmm. game with a lot of implications that I feel like for the rest of the season because if Ryan was to go and slip up against New Braunfels again this year and lose another opening night game that there might be cause for concern there Mm -hmm. so I'm very interested to see how this one plays out we will have the game live tonight Trevor Bullard on the call from down there at UMHB in Belton, Texas. So that one kicking off at 7. But if you miss it, we will have a full recap tomorrow on Texas Football Tonight. Now, moving in to our Spotlight Games for the inaugural episode of the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Tonight show. We will start off with number 10, Atascacita. They're in 6A out of Humble, taking on 6A foe Dickinson, the Gators ready to come back and try and fight off a powerhouse in Atascacita. Our very own Gavin Moritz will be on the call for that one. That one also kicking off at 7 o'clock. And not to give away too much, but Gavin Mm -hmm. has been hanging around the Atascacita program and has a story that I think everyone, whether you're an Atascacita fan or not, will really, really enjoy. He'll be throwing to that live from down there in um, Dickinson. So we are incredibly excited to see that one. Sticking in the Houston area, shall we? How about this one? This one's exciting. This one is tasty for a multitude of reasons. Obviously, anytime Manville and Shadow Creek play, it's interesting. Yes. Because 
for the, anybody who might not know a little bit of the history here, these are two Alvin ISD schools. Manville, the longtime powerhouse down there in Alvin ISD. Shadow Creek, the new, not the newest, Iowa Colony is the newest, but the mm-hmm. second newest um, school in the just growing metropolis that is Alvin. Um, Kirk Martin, the former Manville head coach, spent some time in the college ranks. He then has spent the past couple of years at Colleyville Heritage up here in the DFW. Well, Kirk Martin is heading back home, and he's going to face the program that took quite a bit away mm-hmm. from his athletic department before he left. They, Manville made it to the state championship with Coach Martin's son, Kaysen, being the quarterback in 2017. And then Kirk Martin left following that year, now to return to play the school that kind of divided his program in half. So very excited. We have an unbelievable piece put together, hosted by um, our very own Aaron Hardigan, that we are incredibly excited for you to watch. Our own Chase Snyder will be there. They're on the call, that one tipping at 7 from Freedom Field in Iowa Colony, Texas. Moving on now, how about we spice things up and do a little Ooh. DFW versus Austin matchup. Arlington Martin with a brand new head coach heading down um, to take on the Cavaliers of Lake Travis. They are our 11th ranked team. This is a matchup that has gone on for a long time in mm-hmm. in non-district play. Um, actually, oddly enough, the first ever Texas high school football game that I covered was a uh, Arlington Martin versus Lake Travis game way back in the day. Really? I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, it was played up in uh, Arlington at the UTA Old Stadium. So oh, this yeah. is a matchup that That's is right. near and dear to my heart. It's very fun to see what a new look Arlington Martin Warriors squad mm-hmm. looks like. And uh, Lake Travis, the powerhouse is back again. That one is always fun. We'll have our buddies uh, from Austin down there on the call. That one is at, I think that one's at seven. Am I right? I am right. That one is at seven. All right. Again, an Austin area team, but moving up more into the greater Waco area. We have Leander Rouse, of 5A Division Two, taking on, punching up to take on Lake Belton. That's a good one. The Broncos. Um, if you are into recruits, may I introduce you to Mr. Micah Hudson himself? <laughs> we are so excited to spotlight Micah Hudson and Brian Cope's Lake Belton Broncos on Dave Campbell's Texan Live this entire season. This one should be fun. We have a lot to talk about with Micah Hudson, and we will be joining Russell Maben down there for that. Two more left to go. How about a Beast-Texas matchup? Beast-Texas. And not just any Beast-Texas matchup. If you're a fan of Texas high school football, Mm -hmm. this is one you have to be locked in on. We have the number three ranked team in 4A Division I in the Jeff Reardon's Tyler Chapel Hill Bulldogs taking on the number five, fifth ranked Gilmer Buckeyes out of 4A Division II. This is just one of those games that it does not get better than this out Mm -hmm. there in East Texas. So incredibly excited to watch that one. And then how about we round it out with a DFW game that is another thing that if you're a fan of football, allow me to take you to Decatur, Texas. Because the number five ranked Decatur Eagles are in 4A Division One are taking on, in their same classification, the number eight mm-hmm. ranked Anna Coyotes. This one 
tasty. Slaps. Yeah. I was uh, I was looking for a really, really good DFW game that we could make as one of our spotlight games um, on Texas football tonight. And I came across this one looking at our rankings, actually, on our website. And I was like, man, I've got to get this. So I texted uh, the coach over there at Anna, and I was like, man, how can I get this on Texan Live? And he was like, you're approved. Let's get it. Let's so go. We're, uh, we're super, super pumped for that. This one's really fun, man. It's, it's just one of those things where interesting to see Anna's having to fill a lot of different spots, but we have yeah. real good faith in the the depth of the young players that they have. Decatur has all the pieces. Steve Huff's going into his second year um, as head coach. This one is spicy. I think if you like high-flying high-tempoed offenses, this mm-hmm. is exactly where you're going to want to end up. But how about that? A reminder here as I bring up this last graphic, Texas football tonight, Dave Campbell's Texas football tonight. You can stream it for free on Texan Live tomorrow night in the inaugural episode, 7.30 to 10. Nick Laupius, Ishmael Johnson, and the rest of the Dave Campbell's crew bringing you live look into all the games that we have on Dave Campbell's Texan Live. And I do want to reiterate one more time, just because we have those games as our spotlight games does not mean no. we are not diving into tons of games across mm-hmm. the state. 54 different games um, across Tex- Dave Campbell's Texan Live this entire weekend, week one of the Texas high school football season. We are very, very, very excited for this. So join us and let's finally get some football action in let's party yeah we'll have a we'll be diving in a couple of more games too of course uh through highlights on texas football tonight tomorrow night um but just a quick reminder as well if you do want to watch those actual games you'll have to be a subscriber on texanlive.com which is never a bad idea because we have lots of games all throughout the season so please become a subscriber at uh, texanlive.com slash subscribe all right, before we get into the Rio Grande Valley and South Texas regions, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loves doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 855- Go VCR now. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 Go VCR now. All right, AP. Let's dive deep into the Rio Grande Valley and South Texas regions. This is one of your favorite segments to dive deep into i think each and every single oh my season. god I've, i you have, have made a, it, you have deep deep love for the rgv in i have South made Texas. it so clear that if we could pick up this office much <laughs> like patrick says well why don't we just pick it up and move it over there <laughs> like that's what i want to do to our dave campbell's offices yes correct <laughs> um, <to> Harlingen. <laughs> yes correct we're uh, we're switching things up just a little bit today. Um, currently, as of right now, there are zero teams in both the 
Rio Grande Valley and South Texas regions um, that are currently ranked in the preseason. Now, of course, that'll change as we dive deeper into the season. But as of right now, there are no ranked preseason teams. So we decided to look at the highest rated team in each classification down there in South Texas and the RGV. Now, looking at these ratings, they take into a bunch of different things into account. Um, A couple of those things are uh, records from last season. Um, A big part of these ratings are how many uh, starting returners do you have on the offense and defensive side of the ball? Do you have a new coach? and stuff like that. Now, these ratings do grow and become more accurate as the season goes on because I guess like we were talking about earlier, they don't take into account the coaches that are leaving, the new coaches mm-hmm. and stuff like that. If so you they have do a become, star player move in. If you've you got know? a – yes, you've got a If you've got a star player, player leave. In. <laughs> right, exactly. It doesn't quite take into those accounts. So, as of right now, they're just basing off of how these teams did last season. Um, but it's a pretty good indication um, of how these teams are probably going to start the year. So, without further ado, let's start off in the Rio Grande Valley with the yeah. highest classification, 6A. In San Benito, poised for a big season after only losing one district game last season and going 11-2 and overall. Actually, they advanced to the third round of the playoffs for just the fifth time in the last 25 years, which is incredible to me. Um, so they had a great run last year. And, of course, they returned their star running back, Fabian Garcia. We'll get more into him later, but he is definitely the leader of the uh, of the offense there. And, and if you're a San Benito fan, you're – you're pumped for another big year with him. Oh, yeah. No, he was he was electric down there. And I don't really care how much you tune into just RGV football or across the state of Texas. He he was one of those guys that was impressive across the state. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, Ish and our very own Matt Stepp got to stay down there for the Battle of the Overall, which is San Benito and Harlan. Yeah, and yeah. I had to come back. I was so sad. But uh, they were like, oh, yeah, Fabian Garcia is the real deal. Really elusive. Um, I know that you're going to talk about him a little bit more later. But Greyhounds fans should be excited mm-hmm. for this year because they have another they have another really good shot to make some noise with all those returners coming back. Definitely. Moving on to uh, the 5A Division One ranks. They don't need an introduction. You know them from last year. PSJA North Raiders had an unbelievable run last season uh, for Kaufman's squad, making it to the regional finals, just falling short to Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial. And Man, with 11 starters returning on the offense and 10 returning on the defense, I think they're poised for another really, really strong year. I mean, they were just inches away from making it to the state semifinals. Yeah. And it, it, it could happen this year. Yeah, we – that <laughs> – that was the big thing for us last year between PSJ North and Edinburgh Vela is this yes. was the time for an RGV team to push forward to the heights that they haven't been to in a long time in the in the state semifinals. And we were so ready for it. And for them to only fall 20 to 14 against Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial was insane. They beat Corpus Christi Miller. You know, we, we didn't know if that was going to be mm-hmm. possible. And then they keep going on with the amount of returners that they have, everything. I I do believe there might be some injury concern for PSJ North heading into the, the beginning of this season. Um, but if they can get healthy slash stay healthy, this is an experience squad Mm -hmm, definitely 
Moving down into the 5A Division II ranks, Mission Memorial checks in at number one as the highest-rated team down there in that classification. And 4A Division I, LaFaria checks in as the highest-rated team in that classification. So let's go ahead and move on down to 4A Division II. It's Port Isabel. The Tarpons. Tarpons went 9-3 and three last season, and they returned seven offensive starters and eight defensive starters. So... I wouldn't be surprised if they've got some some good experience coming back and, and po- poised to make a better run than they did last season. In 3A Division One, Rio Hundo checks in as the highest-rated team in that classification. In 3A Division Two, Hebronville checks in. They inched their way into the playoffs last season but fell just short to Wallace Brazos in the area round. I shouldn't say just short. It was by a couple of scores. But they did inch their way into the playoffs there. Um, and made it to the area round. 2A Division One, we've got La Villa checking La in as the hi- Via. <laughs> yeah, that's turn a- them devil elves into Hawaii, little Missy. <laughs> Correct. Yes, it's like Yano in Lano. No, yeah, except Lano <laughs> says it in actually uh, Lano, a, a country <laughs> way. Two, yeah, exactly, exactly. And in 2A Division Two, it's Lasara, the only team in the 2A Division Two ranks down there in the RGV. All right, let's move on to South Texas. Checking in at the highest classification, the highest rated team in the 6A division down there in South Texas is Eagle Pass. The Eagles went 9-2 and last season and have three district titles since 2017. And with a strong quarterback and a stacked wide receiver room, this team could be in the hunt for their fourth district title in just five years. In 5A Division I, Laredo Nixon checks in as the highest-rated team in that classification down there in South Texas. In 4A Division I, we got Uvalde, the only team in the 4A Division I ranks in South Texas. They had their best season in, in a few years last season and topped, off, topped it all off with a playoff berth, so they're definitely on the rise there. In 4A Division Two, is it Parasol? Mm-hmm. Parasol? Parasol? Parasol. That's what I figured. Um, all right, let's move on to 3A Division Two, Division One. Excuse me. Got San Diego. They made their way into the playoffs last season, but I think they were kind of bitten by that injury bug, mm-hmm. um, and so they kind of had they had a little bit of trouble staying healthy last season. But if they can get that under the contro- under control, they're poised to make a. a Pretty decent playoff run. I, yeah, I especially because would assume in, this year. Yeah, in three A Division One, two Region Four is typically fairly light, and San yeah. Diego was one of those teams. It seems kind of like the power nexus has shifted a little bit because you were always looking for a Vanderbilt Industrial to kind of start coming out down there, you know, and that is just something that hasn't been. Lano is going to be down this year from what they were last year. I mean, there's a lot of those powerhouses in a region that's been just really up in the air and anyone's to Mm -hmm. grab if San Diego can stay healthy there's a really good shot that they could make it pretty deep into the playoffs yeah in uh 3a division two you want to help me with this name Uh uh-huh Dilly Dilly okay well I I didn't know I didn't want to assume yeah it's it's like a lot of these teams I've obviously seen before but I'm like you never say them out loud you never really say them out loud right I mean there's so many of them so I just want to make sure but they're the only team in the 3a division two ranks down there in south Texas as well as the 2a division one leader Freer uh they're the only uh team in 2a division 
one down there in South Texas. And let's round it all out with the highest rated team in 2A Division II down there in South Texas, and it's Sabinal. If you remember back to last season, this team went, they had an unbelievable run last season. They went undefeated until they met Fall City in the area round, only losing 29-20. to And the amount of turnaround that this team, this program, I should say, has seen in the past couple of seasons is remarkable. They went three and eight la- uh, two seasons ago. So they went, I don't, I think they went 11 and one. 11 and one because I just said they were undefeated. Yeah, they went 11 and one last last season. The season before that, they went three and eight, and then they went 0 and 10 in back to back seasons in 2018 and 2019. So the the turnaround this program has had mm-hmm. is just insane. It's remarkable. No, and it's funny because you go back to when they did fall to Fall City. We've talked about Fall City a ton too. That was a team that we had kind of thrown under under the bus a little bit mm-hmm. towards the beginning of the year and they really started to find their own. And so that was a really good test for Sabinal. And like you said, they have they've breached that era where making it to the playoffs is no longer acceptable for them. They yeah. want to keep advancing Dancing. and going up against those teams like Falls City that are so used to being there. That experience that they gained last year will only pay dividends even further into this year. Right, and it, and it's something that they haven't been able to do in a couple of years. They haven't even been able to play anybody really outside of their district because they haven't made it into the playoffs in a while. Mm-hmm. So they're only going to keep climbing. Five starters returning on offense, six returning on the defensive side. So a decent amount of experience coming back for, for Sabinal. Interested to see what kind of run they make this year. Yeah, a couple of other programs, because like we mentioned, we talked about the fact that this was the highest rated team in each classification mm-hmm. according to our preseason rankings. But a couple of other teams that I think around the RGV specifically that you can really keep your eye out for, the Harledge and Cardinals. No one down there is unfamiliar with what Manny Gomez has been doing in Harlingen. Um, he obviously, they went on a really nice 12-1 and run last year. Um, very interested to see what they do. The one thing about Harlingen is the fact that they lost a lot yeah. after last year. Only three starters returning on offense, four starters returning on defense. So we're going to have to see how where those holes. Um, they have a ton of impact players on the defensive side of the ball. I think that their defense will be just as stout. The offense is going to be pretty young, going to need to just kind of come into their own there. Mm-hmm. But if there's anyone who can do that, it is definitely uh, Manny Gomez. And then the other one moving down into the 5A Division One ranks is Edinburgh Vela. We yep. talked about the unbelievable run that they had last year as well also going uh 10 and 2 they lost the um which didn't they they, they lost to psj north lost, in the regular season and then they lost to corpus christi veterans memorial in the area the round? round i believe the area rounds it was a couple of rounds before psj north lost okay. to them in the playoffs but yeah they're they're an unbelievable team too definitely a team to, to keep your eye on they return God, they return a lot too. I think yeah, they return eight and eight. eight and eight. Yeah, both and on on both sides of the ball. So it, Miles Lopez, who was their quarterback, is a year older now. He's going to be a junior this year, so he's yeah. going to step into his own. We'll see how this goes. I, when when they lost to PSJA North, it was really because of the size up front. Mm-hmm. PSJA mm-hmm. North was just bigger up front, but I think Vela has the skill players yeah. to be able to get it done. But it was a really young team last year, and they've they've got a chance to, to go out there and make some noise again. Mm-hmm. 
I, you didn't realize this, um, but you just segma- segued me into players to watch <laughs> yeah, without, I did even, <laughs> without even knowing. Um, if you thought PSJA North was going to be – was big up front last year, they're going to be even bigger <laughs> up front this year. So let's start off strong with Very a big nice. boy, offensive lineman, PSJA North, uh, Dante Garcia. He is a 5A – he's on our 5A preseason – all state team. He stands at 6'3, weighing 300 pounds. Dude's pretty big. He's gonna an- he's gonna anchor up there at that offensive line. 142 pancakes and zero sacks allowed that, last season during the Braiders' big run. That's a hell of a stat. That's a hell of a stat. Um, but man, they've got dudes like I was looking at their players to watch section on our questionnaire uh-huh. and Half of them are offensive linemen. Oh yeah, they're I mean, going to be huge. That's what they did. That's what they did. Dante was a huge was a huge factor in that last mm-hmm. year. But if you looked at any of the games, <laughs> they're all returning. They're all bigger. They're all faster. They're yeah. all better. Yeah. Like they're no one's going to get through that line. <laughs> With the, at the end of the season, I, re, I mean, I remember watching the the PSJ North and Edinburgh Vale game because we were here doing a watch along while it was going on, and I you and I were updating everybody on what was happening, mm-hmm. but we had the stream turned on. And it was just, it was insane. I mean, sheer size. But the other thing that they do so well down there is that they teach those big old guys like Dante how to move their feet. Yes. They're really, really mobile. And that, that says a lot about what they're doing down there. Yeah, definitely. They're, uh, they're going to be a defense's worst nightmare. <laughs> I'm excited to watch that this season. Let's take it on down to LaFeria quarterback, Andrew Rivera. I think I actually talked about him last year mm-hmm. um, because he was only a sophomore last season. Uh, and he passed for 1,500 yards and rushed for over 1,000 yards with 12 total touchdowns. Um, and I, I picked him on – I put him on here because I felt like he was maybe kind of my under-the-radar Okay. Type of pick. I like that. Um, LaFerrie is not really a team that comes to mind immediately when you think about the RGV, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think one of the things that was really, really impressive when I was watching his tape is that he looked like an upperclassman quarterback. He yeah. plays with a lot of poise. Um, and he looks – he doesn't look like he's only entering – his junior year. No, um, no, honest to God, it when <laughs> when you put this on there and said he was only going to be a junior, I was like, is she right on that? Because I would have sworn that that kid was going into his right. senior year. Exactly. That's yeah, funny. he's a he's a fun quarterback to watch. Um, of course, he's he was a little bit mistake prone last year, but that's only sh- because of he's sheer what, underclassmen. <laughs> right? He's fifty. Probably can't even drive yet, but he'll be poised for for a good year, I think, uh, down there at Laferia. Moving down to Edinburgh Vela running back, Jamal Pauly. Really the cornerstone of this offense, um, and he returns as the leading rusher for the Sabercats. 134 carries for 1,402 yards and 20 touchdowns on the ground, so it's easy to see that he anchors that offense pretty well. Um, He's quick on his feet, and he's he's one of those running backs that's just a a playmaker. Mm -hmm. He can really make something out of nothing if the play is falling apart he's just got the eyes and he's got the brain to to just know where to go and and break free yeah and that that was a huge that was a huge factor in Navela's game I mean Mm -hmm. it it really was obviously I think you look at almost any of those teams that we talked about that had really successful years last year and they're all they have the run game figured out I think that in order for people to start 
really trying to make that playoff push, whether that be Vela, whether that be PSJ North, even Laferia. They like Laferia has has the talent of an an arm. Mm-hmm. They need a little bit more balance, a little bit more talent in the in the air game, but mm-hmm. If you're looking for dominance in the rushing attack, both Look of those to teams Jamal have Pauly. it. Yes, definitely. PSJA North quarterback Alejandro Aparicio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they actually call him Ali, so yeah. Ale, which I think is yep. which is kind of cool. But I wanted to put his full name on here. Really, just a he's a he's a fun player to watch. Really instrumental last year in the Raiders' big run um he's a true true dual threat quarterback passed for 1715 yards with a 66 percent completion rate 21 touchdowns and only threw four interceptions on this season he rushed for 957 yards and 17 touchdowns there on the ground he's just a he's like I said he's a fun quarterback he's just a fun player to watch in general um, and he's a great in the moment decision maker, and he's got a real quick release. He, if you're a PSJ North fan, you are you are really really pumped for this guy to come back for his his senior season. Um, and if I'm if I'm Ollie, I'm pumped that I've got a freaking badass offensive line to protect yeah. me. So yeah, uh, <laughs> credit to them six, too. Five three hundred pounds doesn't sound too terrible, or six three no. three hundred pounds, whatever it was. No, Big, not at all. No, he'll be human. a. That, that man will be very, very well protected this season. Eagle Pass, defensive in Gunner Cabario, I believe. First team All-District 36A as a junior. He recorded 87 total tackles and 14 sacks on the season last year. He's coming into his senior season as a two-year starter, and he's he's really, really strong. He's fun to watch, and he's fast coming off the ball, so Eagle Pass fans are, are I'd be pumped for this guy to, to come back on the defensive side of the ball because he's a he's a real threat to to any kind of offense out there. And let's round it all out. We've already talked about him, but let's bring him up one yeah, more time. We got guy. San Benito running back Fabian Garcia. Of course, he returns for his senior campaign after just completely lighting up the scoreboard last season. He rushed for 2,228 yards and had 30 touchdowns. That's just like 30 touchdowns. Think about that. That rules. I mean, that's... Fabian Garcia rules. The official stance That's almost Dave Campbell's woman talking football. Correct. That's that's like two and a half touchdowns a game. Almost three touchdowns yeah, a game. Yeah, light work. That's light work. Easy, easy money, right? Not for our guy, Fab. No, no. I think he's now our darling player this correct. year. <laughs> Very correct. He's been a starter on varsity for a few seasons now, and truly, he's not slowing down. This kid is just an all-around athlete. I think he runs track, too. He's a multiple-sport athlete, but in general, he's just very, very athletic. Um, And when he steps onto the field, there's a pretty good chance that he's probably going to be the fastest one there with with really incredible breakaway speed. Excited to see what kind of numbers this guy puts up. I don't know how he can do much better than how he did last year, but I have a feeling this guy will will find a way. And I was I was looking to see if he's had any offers. And it doesn't look like it yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if we come around to week three, week four, that he's got a couple of offers in the back pocket. And man, this is a whole other conversation, but you want to start getting into the thing of another reason why I am so stinking pumped for UTRGV to have a football team. It's guys like Fabian Garcia, mm-hmm. who, yes, he is a little bit probably on the smaller side, but to cherry pick those three to four unbelievably talented 
just guys that like Tepper and I always say it on TFT, but guys that we just look at and go, they rule. Like they're just, you know, they're not going to go play in the NFL and they know that, but they rule. They're right. really good Texas high school football players. He's exactly one of those that that would be great for Travis Push to start going, hey, let's keep you at home. Like, yeah. Let's show people what you're actually made out of. Exactly. Exactly. And there, there was one thing that I wanted to mention too. Um, I, I found this stat when I was looking at some of these players to watch and it was under, when I was looking at PSJA North offensive lineman, Dante Garcia, but the UT RGV actually quadrupled offered. Is that quadruple yeah I guess is that four yeah that's quadruple offered four players from PASJA North so as preferred walk-ons that's uh, awesome for probably next season I would assume since he's a senior but yeah I thought that was pretty cool I wanted to mention that too because yeah like you said I mean you've got a diamond in the rust down there of just all these different really talented players um, that I don't feel like get enough spotlight so UTRGV, I mean, they've got a plethora of players to pick from down there. Really big and strong players, too. Well, and you, you want to go even further there. And this is just – I this might be my brain from being around a collegiate athletic department for a good handful of years. Is The other thing, too, is when you're starting to build a program, you want the people in that community to buy into your program. Mm-hmm. And, one, I know we're talking about the RGV. No one's going to have any difficulty getting – people in the RGV to buy into a collegiate RGV football Mm -hmm. team, but a really good way to, to, to solidify the fact that you can do that is to bring in a couple of those hometown kids. Thousand percent. Old Joe from across the street is going to go, Hey, he grew up across from me. I have to go. We're the biggest RGV fans in Mm -hmm. the world now. You know, like UTRGV has, has the chance to sell out that stadium all the time. If they make sure to keep a couple of those homegrown talents down there, Mm -hmm. they're going to sell out the stadium anyway, but that, that would make it even cooler. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited. I want to go to a game so bad. Oh my God. That would be, I mean, that's like, that's like your RGV. That's my college football. Like let's, by the way, I'm wearing my college football. Why don't we pick it up and and just move move it it somewhere (laughs) else? (laughs) That would be at the office. I think I'm on that train now. I really do think I'm on that train now. I'm telling you every time I bring this up (laughs) to our president, Adam, he just kind of looks at me and I'm like, Correct. It's that simple. It's that simple. You don't have to convince anybody on the editorial side no. of the office that the RGP is the place that we need to be. In. No, palm trees, good food. Like, oh my God. Near the water? Yes. Like, near the beach? Yeah, unbelievable right. human beings, college football, high school football. David Gilpin, sign me up. Why are we in Denton? <laughs> I don't know. Why do we live in Denton? I don't know. I don't know. But, anyways. A lot of, lot of cool, a lot of big time talent down there in the RGV in the East Texas, North Texas. South Texas <laughs> region. Do you have anything else? Because I'm, I'm you want to say West <laughs> Texas while you're at it. Cause you got the other four corners, which would again, make up a quad. But anyway, no, that's Correct. all I got. Uh, no, I do have one other thing. We're going to one more time. Y'all are going to get I'm sick so of hearing tired. us say it, but we are so stinking excited yes. tomorrow night. August 25th, the day we've been working towards for so many months now, the debut, the premiere of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Tonight, a Red Zone-style high school football show, diving into live games, talking back with broadcasters, highlights from across the state, analysis that you can't get anywhere else. We are incredibly excited about it. You can stream it for free on TexanLive.com. And we're in partnership with the University of North Texas, which means almost the entire crew is students getting this to further their education, to get an internship credit. And uh, we can't think 
think of a better way to kick off the first night of the season. We hope that you will join us from 7.30 to 10. And we'll be up all night tonight with nerves and excitement and just everything under the sun. So please, yeah. please tune in I tomorrow in night like seven at 7.30. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I've slept and a, and in, a, in a, a big I don't think I've stopped working. I was going to say, <laughs> since and it's not just work. It's also excitement. Like, it is. When oh, I lay down yes. at night, I'm going through a constant checklist because I am so yes. excited for people to see what we've been working on. I mean, I am so yes. stinking excited for tomorrow. Right. This has been in the works since literally February when we came up with this idea. So yeah. the fact that it's literally tomorrow, the debut is insane. tomorrow. Absolutely insane. I just blows my mind. We're going to get the hardest night of sleep we have in a long time in Friday when this is done. Because yes. I'm, I'm too excited. I, I really am. Yes. Yes. Stress and excitement. Uh, they go hand in hand. And there, a lot of caffeine mixed in between. a lot <laughs> of caffeine mixed in there. I've had like three cups of coffee today. You can't tell, but I really have had three cups of coffee today. But... Anyways, that's going to do it. We'll be back next Thursday. I'm not sure who we're going to preview, so we'll keep that up to surprise. I haven't even looked at it. That's a next week problem. (laughs) But thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Apple Apple Podcasts only, not Spotify. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) We'll see y'all next Thursday on Women Talking Football at 2 p.m. Woo-hoo!